Hi guys, the Barracuda57 here. For this video I'll be talking about um, an observational view towards us. Um, it's a common thing that we're associated with, it's a common thing that we have. I wouldn't say it's a trait, but it's just something that we do and it's just something that we are that's part of our being, that's part of our essence and that's part of our energy which, you know, can help you bridge the gap between if you are an INFJ and you're not an INFJ. Um, so yeah, I'll be talking about paradoxes, I'll be talking about um, contradictions and I'll be talking about how we think and how we function. I'll be talking a lot about the cognitive functions and how we process, how we think and how we interact. So guys, basically, um, it will help a lot if you knew the cognitive functions. Now, so many people think that the Myers-Briggs is a horoscope or one of those free tests and then doesn't learn anything about it. Please learn the cognitive functions. Now, you could take the cognitive function test. All you have to do is type on Google cognitive function test and it's the very first one. It's linked to Myers-Briggs and it just basically gives you a breakdown of how you think and how you function and what percentages are higher, for example. So yeah, I'll be talking a lot about the different functions, the cognitive functions, and just explaining how we're contradictions and how we're paradoxes. Now there are things associated with the INFJ, which we couldn't say ourselves, but these are things that we're commonly told all the time. You've got, we're chameleons, so we can blend with other people's energies. When we're by ourselves, we can be fully ourselves. So the type of people who say, oh, you know, I'm just putting on a front when I'm doing a video. You can't really say that because when you're by yourself, you're naturally who you are. So if you're coming off as a different type or you're projecting as something else, that's being inauthentic. When we're with people, we can meld with their energies and be chameleons and be similar to them in a way they feel comfortable and in a way they understand. But when we come back from the public face and we're at home by ourselves, we're 100% ourselves. So that's something to think about. Um, another thing is that we're clumsy, like really clumsy. This is due to SE, which I'll talk about more as this video progresses. That's um, extroverted sensing, our weakest and our fourth function. Um, another thing is that we're contradictions and we're paradoxes. Um, finally, well, two more things, not finally, two more things. We're old souls and we feel different. We don't feel like we're part of our generation and we have a much older mindset and we connect with people who are older than us than people who are the same age as us or the people who are younger than us. And we also are considered the most reflective type, like we're very introspective, we're in our heads and we process in here. And we think about the future because we're intuitive, which is very much future, present, future to present orientation rather than a sensor who is just completely present orientated and not aware of the bigger picture. So again, I'll explain all these aspects, but I'll be focusing on contradictions and paradoxes, which are our two main things which people tell us and which is part of our being and part of our essence. Now there's been lots of articles on this and this is something which I've been trying to put into words for a very long time and now I've managed to because I 
I, I understand the cognitive functions which has helped me to kind of grasp it and to understand the concept and also just kind of like everyday things and kind of like people telling me what I do and things that I do which feel normal to me but people say that's weird, that's weird, you've contradicted yourself there, that's a paradox, what you said is impossible or what you said does make sense but at the same time goes against what you're saying and all these things. The way we think is very much 50-50. We're completely 50% left brain and 50% right brain. So that means we're split down the middle. Now this, this is because a mix, this is a mix of feeling and thinking. So because of this, we're 50% logical, mathematical, left brain, structured, concrete, and orderly. But at the same time, we're 50% abstract, you know, artistic, colourful, think about lots of different perspectives and think about, you know, ideas, inspirations, philosophies and all these things. But because we have these two mindsets, we can balance out most things. Now because of this, I think this is how we're empaths. We're empaths because we can see both sides to things. Why is this? This is because we have 50-50 brain sides. Now there's a test online where you can take it and it will tell you how much of each side you use. Some people might be 60% right brain, 40% left brain, some people might be 20% right brain, 80% left brain, you know. So see how you work, see how you think, see how you function and if you have a high percentage on one side try and develop the weaker side so you can become more balanced and more open to things and not just assume. Because obviously if you're a more logical orientated person, anything that's abstract or artistic, you're going to straight away say, that's crap, that's stupid, I don't understand that. But that, you know, that's only because you're not open-minded to it. You know, just balance it out. When I took the test, I was exactly 50-50, exactly left, exactly right, which is a paradox and a contradiction in itself. Now the thing is we're often told that we're paradoxes and contradictions. This is because this, of this 50-50 brain side. Now a very good example of this was I was giving, well not giving a lecture, I was talking in a lecture about a concept. And the very funny thing is that we can see both sides to, to, to pretty much everything because everything has a duality. There's, you know, you can't have light, you can't have darkness, but you have to have both, yin and yang, you know. And just because someone has an opinion that's positive on something, there's always going to be a flaw. Or for example, if someone always sees the negatives in something, it doesn't always have to be the negatives. There can be positives come out of it. Every cloud has a silver lining. Everything has a duality. Everything has an opposite. Cause and effect. All these things. So I was giving a speech in a lecture about a concept that I was trying to bring across. And the thing is, I was talking about this concept and I was building a picture in my head of what I was saying. And I told them, I said to them exactly what it was. But because I could see all the aspects of it, the good and the bad, I was talking about the good and only the good. And I said, this, this can happen, this can happen, this can happen, and this is what it is. And then in the very next sentence, I completely contradict myself because I'm so aware of kind of both sides to everything. So I say something good about this one concept, and in the very next sentence, which completely like destroys the kind of build-up of the concept, is, but you know, you've got to, you've got to be aware of the negatives, the flaws. There's problems with these things. There's problems with those things, and you've got to be open to these things because there's a chance it might not work because of them. And then my lecturer was like, "You can't just give out a concept and then 
build it up and then start p taking it to pieces. I mean, yes, it's good to be aware of the flaws and it's good to be aware of the negatives, but don't build it up and then take it down again. And I said, oh, I didn't think about that. I was just, you know, thinking about other things that were connected to it. Very much our 50-50 brain side. Now, because of this, we can be contradictions as people. Like, we have our own passions, our own desires, and our own justice system, and we have a very strong moral system. But the thing is, because we see both sides of things, we can be a contradiction and an, and an enigma, which is basically someone who has a different energy. Now, someone will say one thing, and they'll, they'll be really passionate about it, and we'll understand their perspective. And we'll be like, yeah, we like that. I like these things about that as well. And have you considered these things as well? And then someone else might be against that person's opinion and say, I don't like it because of these things, these things, and these things. And, I, and then I would be like, yeah, no, I, I understand what you mean. you mean. You mean it in this sense, in that sense, in this sense, in comparison to that. Oh, I get what you mean. I like that as well. But because of that, it's a contradiction. You've agreed with two sides, yet you've got to have your own opinion. If you say yes to everything all the time, it looks like you have no opinion. People will step on you, and it just looks like you're a people pleaser because you're saying yes all the time. That's a contradiction in itself. I mean, yes, we understand people's perspectives to create balance and to create equilibrium. But the thing is, you've got to kind of be open to your, your own passions and what you feel is right. That's the thing, because if you're just saying yes to everything all the time, you're nothing. You're kind of in the middle. You might be a neutral force, but, you know, you're your, you're your own being, your own person who follows your own thing. And if you like everything all at once, in the end you can't like ev anything because you like everything, if that makes any sense. I can't explain it much more than that, but that's basically kind of the forefront of what I've been trying to say. <laughs>
it's really expressive as you can see like just me responding to that thought and that concept like put a smile on my face just like a few seconds ago but because of that it's like you know it's in here our thinking's in here but gets projected out very kind of like um, externally very expressively and very kind of um, in an extroverted fashion so it's funny because we're very introverted people but when we express emotions it's very visual it's very expressive it's very facial and you know it makes us look like we're um, what's it called extroverts because of our expressions which you know many I many INFJs get tested ENFJs because of this expression which is just you know part of your functions now again learn the functions so you understand what I mean but yeah it's a contradiction in itself now we're very like introverted people but we're one of the most social introverts so when we're at a party you wouldn't be able to tell that we're an INFJ most of the time this is partly due to our chameleonism trait this is partly because we're aware of people's emotions and if people are having a bad time at the party or you know the party's having really like bad vibes or the vibes aren't energetic we'll try and kind of like talk to people to get things going to spark things like the catalyst if you will we kind of like talk to people interact with people which changes their focus which changes their mindset and changes their energy to create balance to create good and to like you know make the energy feel good again basically so because of that if we're in a social scene we'll be accommodating to the people we're with and we'll mold with the people we're with to the extent we seem like a different person yeah, obviously, when we're by ourselves, isolated, we're completely ourselves. So again, that's a contradiction and a paradox in itself. I mean, you can say everyone does this to an extent, because everyone puts on an extroverted front when they're at a party, but with us, it's more kind of like... It's more like who we are, but kind of like there's no wall, it's been taken down, and it's kind of like full force, everything, kind of thing because it's who we are, it's our being, but we're not hiding it because we need to come out and be social and interact and, you know, make people feel alright. So again, you know, there's that sense of things. There's also the sense of things where um, we're very clumsy. Now the thing is, everything that we do, we do for a purpose. We won't do something and we won't speak to someone, we won't become someone's friend, we won't give something to someone unless we feel the need to do it. Because otherwise it's just an empty gesture, it's an empty it's just empty, it's nothing, basically. I mean, if you hug someone and you don't like, you, if you don't actually like that person and you hug them, it's an, empty, it's an empty hug. It means nothing to you. It's an action and it's wasted energy because you've just hugged them and, you know, they don't mean anything to you. So actually, to be honest, I wouldn't even hug that person because I didn't feel it was right to. All these things. We A lot of what we do we do because of justice, we do because of our moral system, and we do because of how we feel. So often, you know, because of these things, you know, we won't do something without a purpose, like I said a bit earlier. But, you know, because of that, we give off the kind of essence and the aura of kind of like... Um, I'm just trying to think how to phrase it. Kind of like, you know, determined, confident, and kind of like direct, judgmental, and blunt to an extent. So we're very kind of like direct people but again there's a contradiction in the sense that our fourth and our weakest function is extroverted sensing now extroverted sensing is our worst function and we hardly ever use it 
And because of this, it just makes our awareness really bad. Like, our awareness to people, our introverted intuition, and our strongest first function makes us aware of people and the energy and kind of like people's emotions. But in comparison to that, our weakest and our fourth function, extroverted sensing, makes us really like unaware of the environment. It makes us really unaware of what things feel like, what's in front of us. Because we're intuitive, we're thinking about the bigger picture, we're thinking about future ideas, so because of that we're not grounded. Like for most people, they're grounded in the present. So, for example, I'm in this room, I'm sat in a chair, I, it's black, it's made out of a soft material, the curtains behind me are orange with, with patterns on them, there are flowers on the patterns, the flowers are red, they have thorns on their leaves, you know, all these things. That, that heat is white, it's made of metal, you know, all these things, it heats the house. It's very obvious, it's very in the now, it's very kind of like present orientated. But because of our extroverted sensing, we're often in our heads a lot. Now, this isn't to say that we're daydreamers. We do dream and think a lot, but, you know, we're aware of what we're doing. But often, if we're thinking about something or we're using our intuition, we, you know, we don't kind of like focus on our extroverted sensing that much. So because of that, a contradiction to our, our kind of like essence and our energy is we're really clumsy. We're, we have really bad motor skills, like we'd be really bad at kicking a ball, really bad at hitting with a bat because our motor skills are not trained well enough in comparison to grounded people. You know, we make sandwiches in really weird orders. Uh, the, the things that we do are very strange to people because we do stuff in an order that feels right to us, but it's not an order that's logical, concrete, or systematical. So obviously people can watch us do something, and we're kind of all over the place, but it makes sense in here. But for someone watching, it's kind of like making... It just makes us look like we're going absolutely crazy and just mixing stuff up, which doesn't make sense. But then when we finish we've come out with the same result. It just looks weird to someone because that's not how they would process. So, you know, there's a contradiction in that sense because we're not, like, ordered in our thinking. It's kind of like, I feel I'm going to put that there and then I'm going to feel I'm going to put that there, then I'm going to put that there, then I'm going to put that there, and then I'm going to put that there. And there you have it, it's the same. But for a normal person, it would be da-da-da-da-da-da-done finished it's all orderly so then you know there's a contradiction in that sense because it's obviously you know we're very different and do things differently to most people but that's due to how we think how we function and our cognitive functions so yeah if you want to learn more about the cognitive functions and i please please you know and i'm going to say please learn the cognitive functions um, it will help you a lot of what I've been trying to say about how we think, how we function, and it will help you understand what I've been saying if you haven't understood what I've been saying even more, because you can understand the mechanics of how we think and how we function. Now, thank you guys for watching. Um, there's loads of articles on the internet about um, INFJs being contradictions, about INFJs being paradoxes, and just basically kind of like the paradox of the kind of 50-50 brain split, and how we think, how we function, how we interact, and how we can contradict ourselves around every turn, and just trip over things and be clumsy, in the best sense of it. So yeah, I hope I've helped and I've hope, I hope I've kind of verbalised it and visualised it to you in a way that you understand. And you know, I hope it's made you understand kind of how we think, how we function and made you feel less isolated and less alone. As always, I'm glad to have done it. Thank you guys. This is the Barracuda 57. Over and out.